0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba At participating McDonald's. Yo,
1: yo, yo, what up? It's the one and only Murphy Lee, Mr. Wintertime. Sell why? Because I'm cold, you know what I'm talking about? And I just jumped off the porch with dirty glove, bastard, you bastard. Ah! Pull up all white, big, big boy, porch bumping me Only want cheese, fuck
0: Cheetos. Ain't another brother. All right, so we got the one and only Murphy Lee jumping uh, off the porch with us today, man.
1: The one and only, huh? Yes, sir. It man. definitely ain't two of them, motherfuckers. <laughs> Trippin', that was the first 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Messing you, up already. You good. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, so how you feeling today, man? Man, I feel good. I feel great, actually, man. You know what I'm saying? I just, um,. Completed my album. Okay. It's called Second Time Around, and I and I had like a, a mini listening session with myself, um, cameraman and stuff like that for some promo stuff and things of that nature. Then I brought my Papa Leazy in, Big Ali from the Lunatics in. Okay. And um, and a good friend named Terrell, he do some he in media. Um I did, I brought him in there, and it, it just hey the vibe and the whole nine man it was just crazy. It was crazy. I um I'm proud of myself. Nah, that's dope yeah. right there,
0: man. Yeah. yeah, so what What inspires you to keep creating today over 20 years mm. later, man? Shit. Can't work at Walmart, <laughs>
1: do something, but not. Uh, I love it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm into the music part of it heavy, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, um, if we weren't getting paid, I'd still be doing music, you know what yeah. I'm saying, but do it for a living, so rock it out, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's, maybe a long time ago, people thought, you know what I'm saying, like, if you're an older rapper, you're supposed to stop, you know what I'm saying, like, give it up, they'd be like, let the young dudes do it and all that, like yonder. But then you gotta think about it. Obama, you know what I'm saying? My grandma's 70. You feel me? It's, 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 it's like that, then my son five. Mm-hmm. So he in the backseat bobbing, she bobbing. You know what I'm saying? Like The range is so huge now, ain't, hip hop ain't the same no more. So what we gonna do about the people that's 30 and up? You know what really? I'm saying? What the, and they don't like listening to certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta provide for what's going on. I like to stay in my lane, do my own thing make my own change, straight up and down. And, and I don't mind conquering that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, to impress the 21-year-old. He gonna like it, though. I, I say some dope shit, there you know you what go. I'm saying? But it's not, it's, it's for who it's for, you know what I'm saying? The person, the people that do complain, they're like, we don't got no music for us, you know what I'm saying? Because we do stop. Like, when you get older, you do stop, you know what I'm saying? You just do shows and keep it moving, you don't drop oh, yeah. albums. But I think the music part, and to still be hungry in those bars and verses and, you know what I'm saying, the song, really creating the songs and the title and just everything about it, the whole rollout, and to have that energy is like, um, that's, in, that's impressive. That's what you're supposed to do. And I think if we cared a little more, we'd do it in, our, in that age
0: range, you know what I'm saying? absolutely yeah. yeah so how far back does your passion for music go like when did you realize man this is what i love doing this is what i want to do man
1: well i'm easy i got bitches galore
0: <laughs> i heard that shit when i was about seven <laughs> and I,
1: if for some reason i mean you know you didn't have 20 tapes and shit like that my yeah. motherfucker had one tape and they would bumping <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's all we heard, and then that shit just rolled on. and I was hearing shit like go to another cousin's house, and he got the whole LL Cool J album, and then go over with my auntie out, she bumping goddamn me a uh, 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 new edition and shit like that. And making you be like, damn, now I'm seeing the, the actual vinyl of motherfucking Michael Jackson thriller and all that that opened up and shit like that. And then you got, it just got started getting better and better. Then they got the box, and they had MTV jams, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was it it was it was perfect timing for everything. You know what I'm saying? I saw I saw it all like that comment song when he was talking about where the hip hop went. Yeah, yeah, I saw it all. I, I seen it. I watched it. I watched it. I studied. Then stuff got in my life like the transition really started in like '93 when Biggie and Outkast dropped. You know what I'm saying? Like I was an Outkast fanatic on that when that happened. And, I, and it was just like how them albums was put together from intro to out, we was just let it roll. Cause like I said, you ain't have a thousand CDs for real. You bumped what you bumped, <laughs> especially if you just paid your 12 for it. Yep. Your 17, whatever you was paying for it, you literally bumped that shit for the, I'm talking about straight for a long time too, especially if it's dope, you know what I'm saying? So that hit and then, shit we got into you know what i'm saying start growing up a little bit and next thing you know we start you know people out there slanging doing all types of stuff so now we hearing ugk pocket full of stone and this thing you know what i'm saying then now the west coast coming to it we on some e40 and like oh my god this is banging you know what i'm saying spice ones and all that, oh, that was yeah. going on and then mjg eight ball you know what i'm saying like Term, that's my life right there. You know what I'm saying, Scarface, and just just knowing all this type of music. And then Wu, then being get get with other friends and get introduced to like Wu Tangs and Nas, and you know what I'm saying. Cause all I knew was Biggie. That's all I was. That's all we was on at, at that age. You know what I'm saying. But they start introducing us to Mob Deep and like, damn, that shit kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. Z. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Then then you came with the mace and the Puff and all that shit start coming like boom and start seeing like, damn, it's some money in that shit. That oh, ain't, everybody yeah. else, that wasn't making it look like money. They was just making it look like, it's cool to rap. You know what I'm saying? But when that part came and they started spending more money on them videos and shit like that, it really started kicking in and making me feel like, god damn. Yeah, they, they had those in. million dollar, man, bu- Hype was, Williams was eating
0: up them budgets. ain't right?
1: eating it up, even if it wasn't <laughs> a million, it felt like it, you know what I'm saying? It was sparkly, everything was going on, and Jay-Z shit, all that shit was just popping. And it was just like, Oh, nah, we can make money off this shit. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the the grandparents and parents and shit who's like, go get a real job and all that shit. Like, you ain't going to school? What the fuck? How you going to graduate and don't go to school? You know what I'm saying? Nobody went to school. You got to go to school. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. And you just say, fuck it, I'm rapping. Like, oh, man. You know how hard right now? Tell your mama you rap. She gonna be like, "Bit, what we need to do. How many of you need the studio time, baby? Oh, nine. Back then, you tell your people you rap, boy, they going boy, quit playing. Get your ass out of here. You gotta be kidding
0: me. Rap? Where? Who? You feel what I'm saying? It seemed far fetched yeah. back then. Yeah,
1: it was down there three, four years in before my grandma was like, oh, yeah, uh uh, okay, I dig it. Like, she literally, I'm talking, I took Jay Leno. It took us to be on Jay Leno in like 2002. That's when she realized. Man, she was really? like, y'all on Channel 5. Fuck what you talking about. <laughs> y'all on real TV. <laughs> it's on, cable. do your thing, baby. <laughs> she said, your little brother and her rap, I was letting them play it. Should I let them continue doing it because they was rapping and, and uh, had their own music at home. And when we used to play our shit, they'd be like, turn that down and she was like, should I let them bump it? See how shit changed? You know what I'm saying? So that, that's crazy. I just thought about that. That made me say that shit. But that's <laughs> crazy how she literally asked me, do you think they got something? If not, I'm finna tell them to turn that shit off. <laughs> really? <laughs> My grandma, bro, that's tight. That's tight as fuck. I'm like, damn right they got something. You know what I'm saying? They cold. And she like, all right, I'm gonna let them continue on. She would have never let that happen. Took Jay Leno, bro.
0: That's wild That's right deep. There. So how did the, the St. Lunatics form at first?
1: Like Voltron out this month. No, um, <laughs> one day, just one real one day, everybody was done slaying, doing what they doing. They, we all came to one place, boom, boom, boom. We had a whole bunch of weed, a whole bunch of pizza and shit like that. It might've been about 30 people in the room, but only like 10 people really wanted to rap and shit like that. And they made a beat. We paid somebody, my cat Marv, he was with Bulletproof Records, one of the coldest motherfucking labels in St. Louis. They was doing that shit independent, it was so dope. I can't, now I'm telling you, I just love that shit. But um, we hired him, they producer, come over with his keyboard, MPC, whatever he had, I ain't too hip. And he made a beat and shit, and everybody just was rapping, 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 rapping. rapping. But you gotta remember, everybody hustle, gotta go to work, do different <laughs> things, right? So it's like, who gonna stay in this motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like, boom, that shit got went from 10 to 9. Oh shit, it's only seven people in this motherfucker. Oh shit, it's only five people in this motherfucker left. Who said, I could be out there doing what I need to do, but I'ma wait, cause this shit dope. We done hired a motherfucking beat maker the whole nine. Let's write these verses. Next thing you know, them five was there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We wrote them verses to, matter of fact, it was to Marv's. They was having a release party, a release uh, record party. You know what I'm saying, a release party. And then what they were doing, was they had to let people perform before them, and mm-hmm. if you you win $250. Oh, so we was writing the rap to that. So he came over, made the beat. It feel like we was cheating, huh? Nah. I <laughs> think about it, like, the person who was in charge of the shit made the beat. <laughs> we supposed to win, but we wrote we wrote them verses. Three of us got on the song, wrote them verses. Ali helped us, man, that shit was crazy. That was our first time forming a song. First time oh, really? knowing the 16, let's do a hook here. You know what I'm saying? That shit was super dope. And we won that contest. Went and performed that motherfucker and won like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I would say it was because of, of them, but it wasn't because the crowd had to vote. Okay. And the crowd was going crazy. Yeah. It was on. It was dope. And you were the youngest one in the group, right? I wasn't able to get in that club. Fuck, nah. I was about 14, 15 years old. <laughs> no, I'm saying in the, the group, though. You were yeah, the youngest Yeah, I am the one. youngest in the group. Yeah. I went out we We snuck in that bitch and everything. That shit was hard. <laughs> they said, you got to go. As soon as you perform, you got to go. But that motherfucker, you know, how we, we on that late time. Boy, that motherfucker been performing down there one in the morning. <laughs> I was good, <laughs> like a motherfucker.
0: So, how competitive was it in these studio sessions with all you guys writing your verses, recording, man?
1: Uh, I think people was competing, but I don't, I don't even know if it was a competitive thing. It was more like approving people that Nah, we got some here. Like a lot of people didn't see that we got some. Like some people thought we was rapping a certain way. The, and These people thought we. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. Rapping this way, and they was like, "Somebody like that shit type shit." You know what I'm saying? So I think we was in a proven mode more so as a group.
2: Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Then just like competing with each other, you know what I'm saying? Trying to make each other better. We was coming with it regardless, you know what I'm saying. But the thing is, we got five different styles, so it's hard to even mm. compete, you know what I'm saying. It always sound like a goddamn DJ Khaled c- compilation, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So that shit that made it dope, you know what I'm saying. But we all fall back in with the hook. Yeah. We all it all it all threads.
0: For sure. Yeah. And you were featured three times on Country Grammar, man. Yeah, a
1: little more than that. Yeah. Four times. Four times. My bad. Mm. I miss miscounted. And wrote one. That shit was it. That shit was, that shit was major. Country grammar is a, um Diamond. Shit. You said it. You know what I'm saying? That shit real as fuck. Especially on your first round. I was just talking to Ali the other day. He was talking about how we, we went zero to 60 fast as oh, fuck. Yeah. More faster than any human walking. And we didn't realize it. But we knew because we didn't know how to be famous. We didn't know how to be rich. We didn't know how to do none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know what to do. We was like, how you hold your hands? <laughs> we was like, God damn. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? <laughs> We didn't know what the fuck to do, you know what I'm saying? So it took us a long time coming from where we from, you know what I'm saying? That's, that was like, shit, we out here, that's why people couldn't understand us. And it, and it came off very humble, but it also came off like, you know what I'm saying? Because certain people get in the game and like, they running, give me this, give me that, give me that, they boom, 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 what? What you doing? They show it and all show, they like they've been living to be that famous, you know what I'm saying? We didn't know how to be famous like that. Nelly caught on early, but we didn't know. We didn't know how to be famous, I promise you. That's, I always stayed in the back like, Y'all ready? But I know how to turn on. Like, I got two different people. I know how to turn when it's showtime, it's showtime. Like, yeah. I'm a whole wild person then, but as soon as that motherfucker off, I'm, what up?
0: laid back, chill out. Yeah. yeah. Talk about what that album meant to St. Louis, man. Cause you guys broke, kicked down so many doors with that album. It meant a lot. Cause, um, but they didn't know.
1: You know what I'm saying? It meant a lot, but they didn't know. Um, St. Louis is kind of a place. It's one of the hardest places to blow up out of, of course. But we, we, we hard like New York though. Like far as I don't give a fuck if you out or not, I'm still finna get you, you better come with it. You know what I'm saying? You better do something that represents what we got going on. So you, sometimes you gotta get famous and bring it back. You know what I'm saying? That's kinda what we did. The way we got our deal, the way everything went down, we kinda brought it back. Man, that's one of the, in St. Louis is, and, and just the whole Missouri alone is like one of the biggest support systems of all time. We sold so many records in this one area. That you would've thought we was from California or goddamn Texas, how Texas do it, how yeah. how the South got their whole circle of, of what they got going on. East coast can run their little thing all the way up Connecticut, all the way up down yonder and make that kind of money. We did that shit right here in this little square, and I ain't realized until I got grown, you know what I'm saying? But that shit crazy. So yeah, St. Louis is like everything. It's, that shit everything to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I I don't even know how to explain that shit, man, because. Like I said, they ain't. that's the, a city that's, I don't give a fuck if you from her or not. You feel what I'm saying? It's a love-hate thing. So if they love you, oh boy, you got, it. you good. You good everywhere, everywhere in the world. I'm talking about, them have been everywhere in the world and goddamn me, ain't no St. Louis, nowhere. You know
0: what I'm saying? So if you good in St. Louis, man, you can take that shit yeah. <laughs> anywhere. You guys were rapping so hard, I, I couldn't imagine anyone in the city hating because you guys were putting on. Yeah, for the man, city but man.
1: It, you know we had a different sound. That shit, just like everybody else, they had to take a second. But Country Grandma, this song took off. You know what I'm saying? And then it goes back to '97 when we had a big ass hit record on the radio, and they, that's how we knew who the St. Lunatics was. You know what I'm okay. saying? So we ended up being like little hood famous in our own range. We all different ages, so everybody was taking their part, doing their part, and them two at the barbershop. Them, they, I'm at school, we had, he hang out at the college thing. You know what I'm saying? We all did our thing. He go to clubs, he don't, he had the skating rink, he do this. We all was just touching so much within them two years before we got signed that
0: it worked out well. Yeah. What was the creation process like for Air Force Ones? So I don't know, no, I didn't like it. You didn't like Who came well, up with the idea no. at first?
1: Um, I think Ali, or Ali and Nelly, I think. Okay. Um, no, I just, I like the beat. I didn't like that we was finna rap about just shoes and shit. So you can kind of hear it in my verses and shit. (laughs) Where I I just refused to just only talk about a force one. Like I just said some shit, you know what I'm saying? I start rapping, rapping like fuck that. I'm gonna say some bars or something in this motherfucker. Cause I can't. I can't, I don't even know what, they only had the white ones and everything else we created, you know what I'm saying? Before that, we was taping that shit, we was turning them shits to colors, they had no colors, they had nothing. So all we was finna rap about was these white Air Force Ones, we ain't wearing the black ones, we finna rap about these. Like, so I I was on something else, you can hear me, I said, give me two per, (laughs) they went crazy. I was bullshitting like a motherfucker, they went nuts, they was like, they was like, yeah, put that, hold on, now put some Murph on (laughs) I was dying laughing, bro. I said, oh shit, that made the song fun from there. That's yeah. when I started writing. I was just like why they was in the thing, because we was going back and forth. That's when I went in there and started writing a little more. Like my <laughs> back half, the back half of the song you could tell. And I'm like, man, that shit crazy. I was like, I straight was in there like, this ain't it, this ain't tight. They were like, I'm telling you, go say that shit. And I ain't know. See, that's when you don't know, but I that's when I supposed to listen. I was a young one, I always listened. I ain't give a fuck. If, I'm again, if I don't like it, if you like it, we rolling with the majority. I'm cool with it, because yeah. I'm going to roll with it, but I'm telling you I don't like it, but damn, that shit's high. That so, shit's like right. But when it was done, that shit was bang. You I knew it was going to be a hit then? yeah, okay. I, I knew it was going to be something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we was doing some big ass shit, so I don't know where the hit was. You don't know yet. <laughs> but that right there, that motherfucker was going, and the way they was hype, I already knew what it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What type of impact would you say that only had on the shoe, man? Because now it's like, I mean, shit, Air billions, Force One is the Air Force One, man. Billion
1: dollar impact, you know what I'm saying? One shit out at the time, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they was putting out um, a few basketball player shoes. Nike was tripping at that time, right at that time. Mm. People was taking over, you know what I'm saying? Other people was doing shit. Reebok was giving the rappers deals and oh, yeah. all that type of shit was going on, you know what I'm saying? Nike didn't really have nothing going on like that, and they came up. They started putting them colors on them bitches, and, and literally took the price yonder, like sh- made everybody mad. <laughs> it was, it was pissed at us. Like man, y'all got the Air Force one They talking about hundred, ten dollar, nine. That's some bullshit. <laughs> you get these motherfuckers you. two for eighty. All type of
0: shit. <laughs> did anyone at <laughs> Nike ever reach out to you guys? We,
1: they did a little something. We did a little something. I ain't gonna say it. ain't nothing came my way, but it ain't. It ain't did. We ain't Kanye. That motherfucker. We should have been in that <laughs> shit. We tripping. But we going we gonna double back. I love Nike.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, how'd you end up on the remix to uh, Welcome to Atlanta?
1: Ooh, shit. That was an alley hoop. Shout out to Nelly. Um, he couldn't do it at the time. JD came to him with it, and he couldn't do it at the time. He had too much shit out. Universal wasn't going for it. Really? And he was like, can my people get on her? So, shout out to JD, too, because JD said yes. That motherfucker could have said no. Easy. Like, mm-hmm. what? The, you little young dude? No, what? It, ain't, you see who on the song? Number mm-hmm. veterans, old school, all that shit. Like, I'm so far from, you know what I'm saying? They was like, you're going to get me. Man, let him on, I'm telling you. He, don't, he know St. Louis better than, watch. So we did that shit, man, that shit hit. That shit hit. That, that's what turned me up, you know what I'm saying? I got turned up from Welcome to Atlanta remix. Yeah. And that was because JD said yes, and Nelly said no. He couldn't <laughs> do it. Shout out to him. So he threw me that oop, man. He threw me a couple oops. I appreciate that. Nelly always throw oop yeah. like a motherfucker. I was the settle for who boy, though. If you can't get Nelly, you'll settle for who? I was that guy. So I mean, if they you had couldn't the bars and anyway. he just had so much shit going on that a lot of people couldn't get that label shit was real with all them clearances and shit really? like that. That shit really smotherfucker. Like hmm. motherfuckers who sell a lot of records can't do shit unless I say so. That shit was real as I don't know what. So we literally it was stuff that they couldn't do and they was just went to the next. It was the same way with us. We tried to get juvenile for the country grandma uh, on the country grandma album in the, oh, really? and then Juvie, they wouldn't let Juby do it. He was like, put my little man on it. That's what baby said. Put my little man on that motherfucker. <laughs> we put Wayne on there and Wayne killed that shit. So sure, that worked out. Hell yeah.
0: Wayne killed that shit. That's wild. Uh what was the creation process like for Murphy's Law, man? Because you, you recorded that here in Atlanta, right? Yeah. That's where I did the
1: listening session earlier. Stank you. Oh really? Yeah. So look, I'm a I'm an outcast goodie mob fanatic. You know what I'm saying? Dungeon Family for Life. That's the reason why I even go. And um uh, so I wanted to do my album in Atlanta at the Stankonia. They motherfuckers, let me do it. They <laughs> that shit wasn't, they weren't renting out um, Stank. That was their personal studio. Yeah. They weren't renting out at the time. Like, literally, they, that was, matter of fact, they just did their last album in them, You know what I'm saying? Like, sheesh, the two, the double, the jibble do mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> Which went diamond also. I came
1: in after that, buddy. They had to be recording some of that in there because it came out the same time as mine. So mm. I know they was in there. They could have did it a little after, but still. I'm i I'm a, I'm a pretend, yeah. but yeah, man, that, you can feel the vibes in there. They was coming in and out a lot of people from, you know what I'm saying? And we, when something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble. Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at state farm. Like a good neighbor. State farm is there.
0: That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us.
2: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
0: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
1: Good people with, with Gip. That's family right there. So it, it was just, that's it, man. That fucking stank on you, man. That's what did it. I don't care what nobody say. See, back then, we used to, um, studio time cost like a motherfucker. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you felt it. You feel what I'm saying? So you literally had your shit prepared a lot of times. So I'm writing at night in the hotel, coming to the thing, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So we had most of the album there, but. Man, once you got in there and felt that shit, that shit was real. I felt fucking Southern Playlist, Cadillac (laughs) Funky Muse got this motherfucker. Even if they didn't record it here, I felt that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like crazy. So putting that album together was cool. This was the first time the Ticks went out and got other producers. We always had in-house producers. When it got JD, when it got, um...
2: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Got Manny Fresh, you know what I'm saying? And then Jazzy Fake killed it for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, so, yeah, That was pretty cool to be able to do that type of shit, like, to collab with others, and, like, because we, we didn't. We used our beats, because we had a certain sound we was coming with. Mm-hmm. It was the first time it did it. But Murphy's Live was dope, man. It was a little ahead of my time. I was an old man on that thing, you know what I'm saying? I had the live music, you know what I'm saying? Some real shit on there. And now that I go back and listen to certain shit, I, can't, I gotta go do it live. I'm gonna do it live and, and oh, sell that, dope, resell right it there. myself. Yeah, that shit crazy. Cause I was, I was saying some grown ass shit, some shit that means something now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was one of them sleepers. Yeah, no, that was a dope sleepers. album. Man. It sold well, but it still was a sleeper.
0: Yeah. yeah. How did the song Shake Your Tail Feather come about?
1: Man, the last song on my album, Really? Yeah, we was just finished with my album, and um, Coco came, I had to do one more, I was like, I need, I need something, and this guy named Coco came, and that was his first time producing. Hmm. He, was a, he was a rapper, and that was his first time producing, and he literally came with a few beats, and that was the one, you know what I'm saying? So we was about to start writing to that motherfucker, then Puff called Nelly and was like, yo, we need a song for Bad Boys. Boom, boom. I'm like, that's it right there. He was like, I think we should use this beat right here. I'm like, that's for my album, though. That <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker banging. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not knowing, you know, I don't know the politics of that shit, because, boy, this is about to be for Bad Boys movies. about to be for Puff. The mm-hmm. whole nine. Like, I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, nigga, that beat banging. Let me get that back type of shit. So, you know, we end up coming up with the hook or whatever. Went in and recorded that thing. We recorded at at um, Daddy's house, they, Daddy's house, whatever they call it. and. Um, yeah, man, he was up in that thing, you know what I'm saying? Standing over us and shit. I was out. He was on his critique shit for a little while because, you know, that's what he do. He, he don't rap, he don't write or nothing, So he and that motherfucker talking about some more. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's what you got. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Make you nervous as a motherfucker. You leave puff. Nigga, go on somewhere and let us do our shit. You know what I'm saying? So that shit was dope though. We, we finished that thing up, man. He was happy. His verse was opening. He got that thing done, like, the next day. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Number one on Billboard, man. Yeah, for like two weeks, bro. In the That's, whole world, Craig. Yeah. Not just the city. That was the world, buddy. Everything stops here. Mm-hmm. That shit was hard, though. That was the first time I learned about Billboard. Really? Yeah. Everything else was a blur to me. I didn't know. I was a kid. That shit was there. When I seen that, kept telling me, like, yo, this chart, you top. Winning every day. They play it everywhere. <laughs> like, damn, that's me. That's big. That's
0: did you know how big it was at the time?
1: Like when did they you d- that two weeks, when they said it was number one, for two and they yeah. kept saying, wake up next day. Be like, it's number one next week. Number one again. Number one. Oh, shit. Yeah. This shit hard. One, yeah, you can a, see the impact when you go out and do the shows. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It start growing and growing and growing and growing. And then, shit, Bad Boy is my movie.
0: Won a Grammy, too.
1: Yeah, won a Grammy. I wasn't hip to that shit, but that we won that motherfucker.
0: Did you go to the uh, ceremony?
1: Yeah, we was there. We was there. That wasn't a stage one, though. You didn't get to walk up on oh, the stage. Really? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that uh, category. It was it pre, category. pre-show awards. Yeah, they gave they, it you know. to us pre-show. They gave it to us pre-show. And uh, I just took that motherfucker out the rapper probably about <laughs> not too long
0: ago, you really? know what i
1: mean? Yeah, <laughs> I was tripping. I didn't know what I had. I didn't know what I had.
0: That's wild right there. Um, and My
1: what son p- let me know. He say, Daddy, you got a Grammy like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't compare me to Mike. So I'm like, man, pull that motherfucker out, shine that bitch up. Let's go. Yeah, he got <laughs> to, Yeah, man. let's go. That's huge, man. And now that motherfucker's sitting in the closet with the food. I was <laughs> <laughs> it ain't out right now. It ain't. That's funny as hell. But we put it right up after he said that. I couldn't believe he said that shit. Yeah. He was miked out. Everybody mic'd out when they young. Yeah. And what about the creative process for what the hook gonna be? Oh man, that was crazy. My hook was, what goes up must come down. but we ain't coming down, it be the name no clown. I thought that was the hook like a motherfucker, but they was like, nah, that ain't no hook. <laughs> I said, well shit, that's my verse, dig, let's go. So I just kept writing, writing, writing. I wrote three verses, went and recorded them, motherfuckers. still didn't have no hook. Still didn't have no hook. Then about two days later, we came back. Well, the next day, I was supposed to come back the next day and, and knock it out, but we ain't get to come back for a couple days, so I had to, more time to think on it, you know what I'm saying? Came up with that shit. End up being one of the craziest hooks. Yeah. And it's no hook. That shit was all. <laughs> I like no that song. That's one of my favorite songs. That's one of the big, you know. Yeah. Still to the day, that's what I get hired for. So I'm with
0: that shit. Yeah. Charted on billboard too. I think it hit like number yeah. seventeen. Was
1: yeah, it was top repeat. forty. Yeah. That shit was top forty. That was amazing to do some work like that. Cause I ain't never think solo ever. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was grouped out like we didn't know nothing about no solo. Nelly didn't know about solo until he had to go solo like shit, let me they can't get no deal. Shit, they wanna sign me. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So I still even after that, I never thought solo. But then Welcome to Atlanta happened. We went on like a Nellyville tour or some shit. Yeah. And I just had a special part where I come out, they go back and finish with change clothes or some shit, and I come out by myself. <laughs> And the motherfucking screens, boy, that motherfucker was rumbling out that bitch, bro. Oh, no. It's solo time. Where, where the, where the, where the uh, album? I'll do an album. Okay. Okay. okay, 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 okay. You got me. You got me here. I had no choice, though. Yeah. I was forced into a solo album.
0: The album went gold, too, man. Yeah, it went gold. That motherfucker probably platinum right now. And yeah, we're one talking one. sales, not streams. Yeah. 500,000 people with I went mean, about walk it. up to the
1: yonder. It would have did even more than that if they would have known I can do that. Hmm. They definitely thought. That was going to be just a, you know, talking for Nelly just really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they trying. They just trying to keep him happy so he can put out his <laughs> next album. When are your next one? You see, they put an album like two, three months after mine. They put another one out. They don't give a fuck about nothing. I'm talking about like, fuck you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they only put a certain amount of records out in that thing. I did like 130 the first week. I wasn't supposed to do shit. That's really good. Nobody does nothing. If the top person in the group do some crazy, like crazy numbers, nobody else supposed to do shit after that. People who start coming under people start popping. Still, you start giving them much real chance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the label wasn't with the ticks. They weren't. They they was Nelly saw too much. <laughs> he went. They weren't. Matter of fact, let me say this: They weren't with shit on their label. Like I don't. If you ain't Cash Money or Nelly, I'm not fucking with nothing right now. How about that for real? That's that's the type of support they was giving motherfuckers. You Damn. know what I'm saying? They let you know who's paying the bills. Like no, nah, we need to new that. <laughs> Every time you look at the chart, that motherfucker coming out again. They ain't playing with you. So we was just, a, uh, you know, to make him happy so he won't be mad that we ain't, you know what I'm saying? But that motherfucking double platinum group album, yep. you feel what I'm saying? I did well, like, that shit wasn't supposed to happen. They ain't think, they ain't even, they, if they would have thought about it on how high we was, they, if they came outside, you know, everything was based in New York then. If they came outside or if it was the internet, they would have seen what we was doing on these tours because we didn't stop. Yeah. I'm talking no vacation about five years straight. I'm talking about straight tour, tour, tour like rock stars. We didn't stop. We didn't stay home for a few days. None of that shit till about 06. I'm in real life. I'm talking about kept going. Tour, 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 overseas, back, going, going, keep going, keep going, keep going. We said, fuck, planes got on, stayed on a bus, everything. Like, it it just didn't stop. I didn't even live at the crib. We was in hotel all, all day. I come home. If I get home for two days, I stay in the hotel where the bus is. Like, it was that much we got to go, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think if they would have got outside and seen what really what we had going on, because back then you would have to hold a little camera like the mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the little travel junk. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's all we had. And then we am gonna show them the tape. Man, you should see this tape. They going crazy. No, nah, you supposed to send your people down to this yeah. motherfucker. You can see these tours going nuts, sold out whole nine. You ain't seeing that shit. You don't see the impact. You see it sold out, but you thinking that's just Nelly. You don't see the come in, the, the, the roars I'm just talking about. You feel what I'm saying? You don't see none of that, the impacts of the Tick songs and the different things that was going on. They don't see what, what happened, they don't know. They know, they think they know, they, don't, they didn't know. They just going off numbers. Right? That's how they supposed to be though, it's a business. They right.
0: Yeah, but it's like you said, if the internet was round and they yeah, were able aw, to man. see that they shit. They were able man. to
1: see that, you'd be able to show, show that shit. You know
0: what I'm saying? That shit. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. But da ba At
1: participating McDonald's. It would be 20 times bigger. That shit would be 20 times bigger.
0: Yeah. How'd you end up working with Kanye?
1: Man, we was... That boy, was in a W for about right after his accident. Yeah. He was in a W for about, shit, a year like literally in, 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 Cali, in Cali, he stayed in the W upstairs and Really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. And we used to come out and be like, yo, you like these shoes? <laughs> he Used to have some motherfucking exclusive shit. See, that's him now, damn, bruh. He used to give a fuck. And he was always talking to Kiwan because Kiwan gives a fuck about them shoes and his motherfucking clothes. And he used to say shit. He used to have a bag, a weird ass bag all the time, just kept coming back to his room, man, you like them shoes? Hey man, y'all come up here, man. I got a studio up here. We got a whole wet? That was impossible back then. A studio where? In your room? (laughs) Stop playing, boy. We went in that motherfucker. It wasn't nothing going on but freestyles and goddamn uh, everything. We stayed up there forever. (laughs) Hella days. Cause we was in that motherfucker for about a month doing something. I don't know why we was there, but we was there for hella, but we just kept going up there and shit. So we collabed in some shit and he put it out on his mixtape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to be on the album too. I was like, I'm about to be on
0: way stuff. College
1: Dropout? Yeah, I thought I was. Cause I was on the mixtape, but I forgot he put the mixtape out so he could just, you know, keep people rolling. Yeah. I tripped, I got hyped for the that. <laughs>
0: That's my guy up. That would have been major man. though. Yeah. Uh, how'd you end up on Throw Some D's remix, man? That, that remix was huge.
1: That was hard. He reached out. Um, I thought he was gonna say just Nelly and he was like <laughs> Murph get on that motherfucker too. So instead of two verses, we decided to put them bitches together. We went back and okay. forth. Yeah. Shout out to my cat, man. That's my guy. Hey, that shit was hard. That might be one of the hardest come-on songs. That motherfucker. Oh, I gotta put that back in my show. I'm tripping. Especially I'm tripping. With Andre starting it off, man. It's man, no, like, you know, got a song with Andre shit. 3000, man. And they didn't even trip off of it. And that's my favorite rap on <laughs> yeah. earth. I gotta get one, a real one with him, me and him. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was on that, I ain't never passed the verse, though. Mm-hmm. I was on that hella, oh, yeah. you know, CDs, that <laughs> take that shit back. <laughs> <Rewind> that shit. <laughs> I ain't passed Andre verse, hell, I ain't know what we sounded like for a long time. <laughs> That's my cat, man. Yeah.
0: So Jim wh- Jones ripped it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why'd you wait so long until you dropped your second
1: album? Um. Actually, I dropped about 70 mixtapes. You know what I'm saying, yeah. First four or five years, I was going through label trouble. Like, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't let me leave, but they still wouldn't put me out. You know what I'm saying? So I took it in my own hands. I started doing mixtapes. That's when the mixtape game started going heavy. Mm -hmm. I was just doing hella mixtapes. Like, I got a fan that got like a a poster, and he lined up all my tapes. He got everything we could do. He lined up everything I did and put that shit all on one thing, bruh it blew my mind I could I just knew it was repeating you know what I'm saying like this <laughs> one wasn't. up here gonna be right here and shit like that man I looked at that motherfucker I say damn <laughs> then I start going to counting and shit like going to see how many did I put out man I got the under 70 mixtapes I'm a part of There's about 30 of them DJs you know what I'm saying for DJs and shit like that where they grabbed the a song you know what I'm saying but the rest of them bro was straight me in the studio we was making them like albums see we was one of them first ones to do that too like, we literally start making our mixtapes like whole albums, like, it ain't fuck, fuck all that fake shit rapping over. We other had some, we rap yeah. over other people's beats sometimes, but nah, we was making out, we took our songs, whatever we did for these last three months, put them shits together, like, I got, I got, I'm talking about good projects, skits and all. We was doing everything, we had skits, all type of shit. I got some classic fucking mixtapes in there. But my awareness at the time wasn't where it needed to be. That's all. Yeah. So I ain't. I ain't, I ain't. This is my first project. Second time around. This album right here is my first project that I uh, self financed. You know what okay. I'm saying? The rest of the shit I was. I think I was trying to. I don't know if I was rolling off fame or what I thought that if I could just put it out, not knowing that the it's new. It's the internet now. Nah, you gotta put a little something into this. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck who you is. You know they don't see you. If they don't see it, they can't do it. You're not even Googleable right now if you don't put that motherfucker in there. You gotta put something in there. So. Um, I did that, but the first independent thing I did was, I felt at the time we was on that record selling shit. I mean records you sell the first week and all that shit. Mm -hmm. So when I went independent, I still was, I had that mind state a little bit. So I was like, fuck the music business. I'm finna do this documentary and I'm gonna put a free album with it. So I did, <laughs> I came out with a film, you feel what I'm saying? And I sold it just like an album. So like my first release thing, it just sold out like crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like they was showing us charts and shit like, you sold more than Jay-Z, you sold more than, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. not to mention, this is in this store, motherfucker. That ain't the world, you had me hyped. You know what I'm saying? But that, shit type, that type of shit was going on, that, that, that started my independent motion, was like, oh, I see it clearly. So I dropped two of those. You can get them on my website, newmurf.com. Um, I dropped two, uh, two documentaries with free albums. So you, nobody's heard this music right here because only if you bought the um, DVD, you know what I'm saying? Or documentary, I keep calling them DVD, that's the product. Sure. So if you bought the documentary, you got the album for free, so that shit hard. And, uh, and then I did another album with the first producer who did all our shit, J.E. We got an album together called Back to, the ba- Back to Basics. Okay, Back yeah. to the Basics. We dropped that in like 16, you know what I'm saying? And he put that out like, a, we put it out like an album. Um, but other than that, second time around is really my first legal, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up and down. I dropped a weed a song called Bo, uh, called Bo uh, soundtrack to marijuana. Okay, yeah, uh, I, I dropped that, that on 420 during the pandemic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To get us a little something to vibe to. And uh, but now this second time around, it's the first time I'm, shh,
0: that shit for real too. So what type of vibe should we expect to hear on this album? Man,
1: everything, man. I let loose. Uh, I think we was partying so much and like kicking it and just saying what we got on and what we got going on to where we never talked, nobody knew who the fuck we was. We quiet, we from St. Louis, we different as fuck, we country, we sound crazy to you sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So nobody really knew who the fuck we was. And I think on this one, I got a little vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? I went in there, I told it all. Um, I'm talking family, I'm talking ticks. I'm talking love, hate, I got bars for days on that motherfucker, I got some good ass concepts. Um, I made sure all my titles aren't, Aren't uh, doubled, meaning you can't. When it pull up, it's gonna gonna pull up me, yeah, Yeah. cause ain't nobody's name they saw on that shit ever on earth, and I made sure that shit. You know what I'm saying, like, and this shit just unique as fuck. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying, and I actually put my foot in that shit. I care. That's what happened. I gave a fuck. (laughs) When you give a fuck, that shit hit different. Absolutely, I seen it. I said, oh, when you give a fuck. When you put your shit in this shit, that shit go. So I've been working on that shit for like, been in the game for 21 years. I've been rapping for 93, seven, eight. So it's 20, this year, this album is 29
0: years worth of work. Shoo. You feel me? Yeah. It's glued my life together. That shit hard. You got any other artists on your label right
1: now? Um, my wife is cold, Um, her name is Seven Lee, Uh, amazing singer, uh, actress, the whole nine, she do it all, she got a, she go hard, she go hard, she got a kid show with my son, Hmm. um, Divine, it's called Divine's World Adventures, and they do that shit together, when I tell you that shit is amazing, it's a learning show, you know what I'm saying, for the youngsters, he's only five years old, so he teaching everything up under him, you know what I'm saying, how to do what he do, and that shit hard, it's like, and she wrote everything, she made the beats, she sang the songs, you know what I'm saying? The soundtrack of that motherfucker, he singing like, that shit hard. That ain't hard. I go, I, I be like, yo, y'all hard. Because she write the script the whole nine. She just, he a great actor. She come from Broadway and all that shit. Like, she do plays and shit, travel the whole nine. So, she come from acting and it's just, it's good to see somebody take the initiative and do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I be, I be loving it. And then he wants to do it. She's not forcing him to do shit. He got, she got it's the opposite, you know what I'm saying? So, this is what you wanna alright I'm gonna write this shit up. So that shit crazy. My daughter, um, Essence, um, she is literally cold. She is shit Lauren Hill on steroids because her singing and rapping is fucking immaculate, you know what I'm saying? And she's an actress also. She's a cold actress, you know what I'm saying? I got her, she actually on the Second Time Around album um, doing a monologue. When I tell you she killed this shit and you gon' think it's the real person and it's like, she just murked it, she cold she called um and seven's on the album also um Kiwan from the st louis that's my big brother mm-hmm. uh he, he's on there and um also ali papalizi okay. you know what i'm saying but we're not running as a label like that we ain't really doing that we're using funnels to go to the distribution or whatever to put out but we're not we're into film we're into um uh aware health awareness and shit like that we into writing books and You know what I'm saying? We into some other shit. The music is always first, but we not here like, yo, we a label we gonna put, cause the effort I can put into you is like, you know what I'm saying? So we don't do that. So we definitely keep it family. You know what I'm saying? Like, And if they don't move, I don't, you feel me? Like, That's just first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to be out, yo, under my label is this, this, that. Nah, we just working. And every time somebody ready to move, we're moving in that direction. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we follow the, the lane we in. We're not trying to be extra. I'm not Puff. I'm not Master P. None of that <laughs> stuff. I wish I did have it. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba that Kind of time, you know what I'm saying, and energy and patience with humans because I'm an artist and I know why the fuck I get with times, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't want to put up with a lot of shit, so I feel it, you know what I'm saying? But I, I definitely here to help everybody. Like, like I'm the advice part of this shit and the constant, you know what I'm saying, consulting part of this shit. That's Murph all day. I'll talk your fucking ear off with that shit, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they need. It's more that, it's more, you need me on the song more than you need me to try to push your, you know what I'm saying, like, you don't want these rappers, quit trying to sign the rappers. Yeah, that's the first thing I want a lot of artists like, man, quit trying to sign to these rappers, man. You know what I'm saying? Now be the funnel to something. If they can get you to a place, that's what you're supposed to do. But man, y'all can't be counting on these people like that, man, them people trying to be artists they damn self. Yeah, they say they can do it, but that shit hard as fuck. That's why it's only a few who coded that shit. You know what I'm saying, the Yo Gottis and the, Yo Gotti good at that shit, you know what I'm saying? Rick Ross good at that shit. They got that. They found the balance in that shit. And it's because they probably wanted to be that from the jump. And both of them come from Up Under Baby and all that for real. So they Mm -hmm. always thinking independent in this way, in this manner that I could take this. Me, I come from we went from zero to 60. All I knew was like we famous as the motherfucker (laughs) right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know shit, but how to be an artist. This, we road life. Like, I don't know shit, but how to be an artist. And the moment you try to force that on me, it fucked me up in life. I, I you, you ain't gonna wanna deal with me in that manner. You know what I'm saying? And if you're dealing with money and that shit real. So now I know that's what make me respect labels. Like, nah, they was right about the tick shit. I don't give a fuck about shit, but <laughs> at this moment, what's the word of monies? You know what I'm saying? They put up a lot of money on these artists and don't get shit back. They, we always count what they get. What they don't get, they be having 1,000 artists. I'm talking about literally had like 1,600 artists signed at the same time we were signed. Where are these motherfuckers at? That's how many y'all got on the roster, though, but where are they? Like, they're hitting in these doors or some shit. I don't <laughs> see no posters around this motherfucker, nothing. Thousand, I need to see a 1,000 posters of these motherfuckers. No, they got one poster up there, motherfucker. They got two billboards of them. You feel me? Who cutting the check around this motherfucker? And when I say cutting the check, it ain't the building. It's the fucking who artists what, which one of you motherfuckers cutting the check this month? Oh shit, not cutting the check. <laughs> they ain't never fucking thinking you thinking they you thinking they celebrating you. That whole time that motherfucker popping balls like <laughs> it's on baby. You know what I'm saying? Cause it ain't no difference from media. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, they get that big. They got if you a label and you got this person, that person, and that person on your label and they all doing good, ah uh, the money comes, I get we getting a nice check for this shit, cause now people want to sponsor our shit. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Target. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Let's go for the Locker. You know what I'm saying? Champs put out my album. I did a whole fucking Champs run. I ain't even know. I'm talking. About, I was saying no to some. No, that's what pissed me off. I was saying no to some dates. Like I could have been at every Champs in a fucking America. I was a kid. I'm thinking it's work. Like oh, there's too much work. No, they trying to put you on all the posts, all the shit, all the what? Man, I think I picked about. 10, I could have been in about 40 of them motherfuckers and didn't know, you know, I'm doing other shit, though. It ain't like I'm just sitting at home yeah. and just saying, no, I just was like, man, I got to show you. you. want me to fly here from there? I got to do that, that, and that? It was just too much on me. Like I said, I was a group dude, so I'm, I'm used to shit. It's your turn, Murph. Not no motherfucking Murph, 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 Yo, dick, Murph, 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 Murph I ain't used to that shit, so that's probably what even kind of slowed my whole shit down. I didn't know how to be famous, didn't won't really like it at all to be that famous, you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely love getting in the club early, I love, you know what I'm saying, I love that type of shit, the shit that come with the fame, I like the money, I love the money, you know what I'm saying? But I don't like the fact that me and you can't go in Walmart together, you know what I'm saying? We well, people going in this motherfucker, I'm going to get some drawers and shit too, it's, it's cool. We can shake, pitch at whole nine, but let me be here. Don't be like, man, that nigga up in Walmart, he broke. Or, man, what you doing? Man, you ain't Murph. What you doing in Walmart? You just came up to me and said, I ain't Murph. I ain't, like I said, hey, I'm Murph. <laughs> and you walked over this motherfucker. You feel what I'm saying? So, it's shit like that, it was just little shit that was getting me. They was pushing me forward to do certain shit just like. That ain't it. That's out of you character. Like, I'm from U City, Missouri. St. Louis, that is. You tripping. We don't do that shit. I can't do that shit. That shit gonna be seen. You want me to do that? <laughs> I'm cool on all this shit. I'm cool on it. You feel me? Yeah. So I just didn't know how to be famous. That's all. I ain't want to do that, da 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 da
0: da <laughs> No, I understand yeah. that. I fell back a little bit. Yeah. Alright, Murph. You got any last words for your fans? Any shout-outs you'd like to give, man? Huh?
1: uh text me man text me at three one four put this on the thing three text me at three one four four zero eight ticks t-i-c-s three one four four zero eight ticks that's eight four two seven text me i'm gonna hit you back leave your name so i can lock you in we giving our free shit we got uh links coming out we got videos all type of shit going on new album is here, man. You understand what I'm talking about? It's called Second Time Around, one of the craziest albums I've put together in my lifetime. That's through all the mixtapes, the whole nine. This album here is special. You know what I'm saying? It's for my day ones. It's for my fans. You know what I'm saying? The ones who, who was there from the get-go, my family. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what it is, man. I appreciate everything here, man. This shit was dope, man. It's fun. Let me uh, yap around this motherfucker. I was just yapping all goddamn day. <laughs>
0: I nah, appreciate you, man. But yeah, really you can get it, that
1: right. thing, man. NewMurf.com. It's gonna be available. Um, you text me, I'm, I'm gonna hook you up with everything anyway. So just text that number. 314-408 ticks T-I-C-S. Pull up all white big big boy Only cheese Cheetos. Ain't another brother like Humble Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you?